Thanks for tuning in. From Municipal World, I'm Susan Gardner. This is the MW Shares podcast, where we share your stories, providing insights into the challenges and opportunities facing local governments and communities just like yours. Thanks for joining us for another special episode of MW Shares, where we're working to keep listeners up to date on the municipal pandemic response. Jody Johnson, Director of Legal Services for Halton Region, is back with us in the virtual studio for episode 32 and the final episode in this series. As we mark the one-year anniversary of the declaration of the pandemic and the launch of this special podcast, we'll be taking a look back at the past year and discussing some of the big takeaways. In this episode, we'll talk about remembering those lost to the pandemic, the rapid unfolding of events for municipalities a year ago as the pandemic emerged, building the playbook for the emergency you didn't see coming, some of the important lessons we've learned along the way, and the light at the end of the tunnel. Welcome, Jody. Good morning, Susan. And um, I can't believe we have spoken 32 times over the last year uh, oh. about what's been going on. It's... Uh, it, it's uh, it, it's certainly not uh, what we thought when we when we started out for that first episode uh, back in March 2020 um, with so many unknowns. Um, but here we are a year later and uh, we've had lots to talk about and lots to talk about today. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to, uh, to, to sort of reflecting on, on where we've been and, and what's happened and where we're going. And as we uh, cross the, the one-year mark for the pandemic, there's a few things that we should mention. First and foremost, yesterday was the National Day of Observance for COVID-19. And uh, certainly we join with the rest of Canada to honor those that we've lost over the past year. Um, uh, to mourn them and remember them. And many Canadian municipalities lowered their flags at half mass yesterday, and some are doing so over the next few days um, in, uh, in honor of those folks um, who we've lost and also to, to thank those who've uh, served us during this time. Yes, it's been a, an important uh, day and, and an important few days around this week. And in uh, in our community in Halton, um, those flags certainly are uh, are lowered um, yesterday and, and today. And in remembering the 198 people's lives that have been lost uh, in Halton region uh, due to the pandemic, and 54 uh, in my own home community of Halton Hills. So certainly thinking about those people and their families and and those who ca- who cared for them uh, during the pandemic. Yes, and uh, I, across Canada now, um, uh, we've lost 22,000 lives to COVID-19 and uh, um, certainly uh, a threat that uh, we, didn't, we didn't see coming and, uh, um, and, and didn't really anticipate, I think, that, uh, that we had this journey uh, ahead of us that we've been through. Certainly, we we continue to owe a great debt of gratitude to those healthcare workers and uh, other essential workers uh, in municipalities and uh, uh, other uh, other organizations who continue to serve us during a health crisis like we've never witnessed before in our yeah. lifetimes. 
Yep, for, for sure. And, and those, as you said, on the front lines in, in hospitals, in long-term care facilities, in congregate settings, uh, our, our EMS who are, are out in the community meeting, meeting people that are, are very ill. And, and the other um, group I really want to recognize and, and thank during this time, um, and I think about our, our medical officers of health um, across the country, and, uh, and, and in my case, um, an amazing a wonderful medical officer of health, Dr. Hamida Magani, uh, and and her team uh, at Halton Region, and and our uh, associate medical officers of health, uh, Dr. Oda and Dr. Lobo, they've um, worked tirelessly throughout this and shown incredible leadership. And it's been a, been a real honor to work with them um, throughout this process. I, I didn't think I'd be ever be working so closely uh, with them uh, on a on a day to day basis, but just seeing what uh, what they they put into um, the care of their communities day in day out has been absolutely incredible to watch. It uh, it has certainly called that role into the spotlight in uh, a way like never before, and. Uh, uh, it's uh, it was an honor this week. Also, International Women's Day, uh, Municipal World awarded uh, the um, the Women of Influence and in Local Government Award to uh, Dr. Nicola Mercer uh, for uh, for her leadership on the issue of mass. Um, was the first in Canada, in fact, to uh, to issue an order on, uh, regarding mass uh, during. Uh, a time when there was a lot of resistance to it, and uh, wow, look where we are today! It's a it's a pretty much universal health saving requirement uh, that's uh, right across Canada. It is, and and well deserved uh, recognition uh, to Dr. Mercer, our our neighbor here. That's our our one of our neighboring health units, and uh, so pleased to uh, have seen Municipal World conveying that award to her. Um, certainly, I I think it's. Um, you know, we've reflected a lot um, in particularly in the last few days as we mark the anniversary, reflected on the past year and, you know, re reflected on uh, what courage looks like uh, during this time. And Dr. Mercer is a great example, uh, taking uh, a leadership role. And we've seen that in our in our uh, uh, communities, uh, you know, right across Canada our uh, political leadership, our administrative leadership, how that's been called into action. And, uh, you know, if we if we think about um, one year ago and uh, how rapidly those events unfolded, um, I've, I've been thinking about that with, you know, our own team at Municipal World. Um, you know, the uh, things kind of, uh, there was like this little buzz about, you know, a, poten a potential, uh, you know, epidemic, you know, is this coming to us? Is this a, is this going to be a pandemic? And how very quickly that, um, you know, that announcement came and uh, how quickly our team was dispersed to, um, you know, to their homes with just, you know, uh, a very uh, small, small crew. I think at, at one point, just one person left in the office. Um, is uh, um, it is kind of shocking now to think back. It kind of seems surreal, and uh, but now a very you know uh, things are starting to return. But it it unfolded very quickly, and uh, with profound changes. 
It did. And I, I think about that as well. And, you know, the time we, we spent sort of thrown into it um, fairly quickly. I mean, our public health colleagues were were having their eye on that a little bit before many of the rest of us just watching what was unfolding in other parts of the world and, and what um, what that was looking like. But once, you know, we really started needing to 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 mobilize and consider impacts here and, and just you're right, the, the rapid speed of you know, I recall that the days I was thinking about the days of almost nonstop um, media conferences where we go, you know, from from, you know, fairly early in the in the day, nine or 10 a.m. until watching, you know, the prime minister to the premiers to the medical officers of health and watching people, you know, with announcement after announcement as as you're watching the, you know, sort of the word ticker on the bottom of the screen to see what else was happening and what else was coming. And I think for me, when I really, you know, really um, it really struck me, um, you know, thinking about things that were were closing, looking uh, around some some municipalities were starting to close facilities or limit access. And then we had, you know, them, uh, you know, the extension of, of March break and saying, OK, take, you know, everyone take your things home. This will you know, be a couple of weeks and then we'll be back. Um, but but one evening I'd been been at my office quite late. Um, just after the the declaration of the pandemic and I, I was driving home and it was just a little bit of an eerie feeling. Um, usually there's a, a you know a fair amount of traffic between where my office is and where I live and, and I think I passed two or three other cars wow. uh, and I, I got home and I sat in my driveway and I, I remember sitting in the driveway thinking about how odd that was and, and I actually called my parents who live in Niagara Falls um, when I got in my driveway and just expressed the strangeness of that. And I remember saying to them, just stay home, just stay, stay where you are. Don't go out. We'll talk in a couple of days. Um, yeah. And yeah, it just was a weird feeling. And that, that was the moment for me that, that really sort of, I took that big deep breath and said, okay, we're, we're in for a big change here. Yeah. Big change for sure. Um, I remember, um, uh, before be, before you and I started talking, even uh, you know, thinking about what this was going to you know what this was going to mean for my own community, and uh, I invited the mayor of my own community, Joe Preston, uh, from St. Thomas, uh, and to talk about you know what he thought it was going to mean for municipalities, and uh, you know we had a conversation, and there were so many unknowns, and uh, of course. Um, you know, he said at, at that time, even because they were having conversations, of course, with uh, the local health unit, well, what was this, you know, what was this going to mean? And he said at that time, even, you know, uh, whatever it means, it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be our health uh, care leaders who 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 tell us what the steps are and give us direction on that. It won't be it won't be council. Uh, so a. a very interesting to reflect back on that. And I also reflect back on, you know, uh, Joe and I, of course, were meeting without masks and we were sitting kind of side by side in <laughs> chairs talking and we ended it because we've been told already, you know, that we shouldn't be shaking hands. So we did a, you know, we did a nice fist bump and, <laughs> and I think that was like, you know, my first, uh, one of the first uh, things that I shared out about it, the pandemic. And I think back on that and I'm like, oh my God, you know. <laughs> shouldn't be, you know, actually having any physical contact. <laughs> oh, the things we've learned. <laughs> the things we've learned. Uh, Peter Diager also did a, a podcast with us, you know, in the very beginning, 
um, to talk about this concept of social distancing and what that meant and, you know, why people should, <laughs> but why people were going to need to understand that for uh, the time I had. <laughs> oh, yeah. We all understand it now, I think. I, I think so. <laughs> We've all had the red dots on the floor to uh, mark exactly where we, how far apart we need to stand uh, if we're in, you know, a shared space. Um, it's not funny, of course, it's a, it's a serious situation, but it is interesting to reflect back on, you know, all the unknowns that we were dealing with um, a year ago and uh, the time we've been through, the lessons we've learned since then. Yeah, and it's, um, it's really been uh, incredible to think back to all of the changes that have happened and things that are, you know, feeling a little bit commonplace and normal now. I mean, we, you and I started talking about, you know, electronic participation in council meetings and, and, and how you could, could, could do a council meeting, you know, over uh, a video conference or, or even by a teleconference if you were a municipality that, you know, was struggling with some internet issues and how, how do you do that again? And, and I remember one of our, uh, you know, the first, if not one of the, uh, the other early episodes talking about, you know, the, the incredible work done by, uh, by our IT folks. And I think I called them the IT rock stars because, um, they had to step up very quickly in a lot of places and, and work with, with clerks and, and administration and, and, and staff to figure out how are we going to do this? How are we going to get everybody set up? And oh my goodness, let's, you know, let's, you know, live stream this first virtual meeting or the first couple of virtual meetings. And it was, you know, it was a, it was a big leap of faith. Uh, and we really, you know, at least in, in municipalities, we depended on each other, depended on our colleagues and other departments to, you know, everybody, let's figure out how to make this work and cross our fingers and, and, and take the leap that it's going to be okay. Yeah, it's um, uh, a year ago, uh, we could not have imagined, you know, if you, if you said all of your, your uh, council members of all backgrounds and all of your staff of all backgrounds and ages, we're going to um, learn to embrace the technology and uh, and and use it uh, in a formal capacity to conduct public business. Um, you probably would have thought that was um, right out there. Well, it's uh, yeah, it's it, it's happened, and and I think the conversations now, thinking about what will it look like in the future, will we, you know, will we have those. Uh, you know, hybrid meetings, will we continue with some format of, of virtual participation? How has this been for, you know, for members of the public and, and have they liked it? What haven't they liked about it? And, and really thinking about those things. Now we're going to take a short break before getting into the rest of the conversation with Jody Johnson. Municipal World is delighted to announce its first ever children's book on local government. Tucker goes to City Hall. Written by local government legend George Cuff and his daughter Jill Lewis, this easy-to-read chapter book is a great tool for learning, both in and outside the classroom. Get it now to share with your own children or for your local library, and recommend it to your local school board, too. Visit books.municipalworld.com and grab your copy today. Without further delay, let's jump back into that conversation with Jody. Now, 
when uh, when you you and I did our first episode, I think it was around um, you know that first that first unknown is how's public business, how's public decision making uh, going to happen? What does what does all of this mean? Certainly, there was legislation rolling out across the country to try and um, you know address this issue for local governments, uh, which in many cases, you know, uh, remote participation. Uh, if it was allowed at all, it was only in, you know, certain limited circumstances and uh, restrictions on, you know, uh, what kinds of the, the extent of business that could be could be undertaken without having a full physical uh, quorum uh, in the council chambers. And uh, uh, so that was one of the first issues that uh, we unpacked. And my goodness, what a what a change. Oh, yes, we've gone from having, you know, council meetings to committee meetings to look at, at things that have happened uh, in the sector. We've had, you know, FCM and AMO and uh, and in Good Roads and Roma and all of these, you know, amazing gatherings uh, of municipal, you know, officials and staff for for important learning and information sharing have have gone virtual as well and um, been, a, been a real change. And uh, I think it's, you know, looking back to to, if you'd have said to me, we're going to do all of these things, and you're going to sit in your 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 little you know office or your dining room table, and you're going to you know this is how you're going to do everything for a year, um, I, I maybe would have shaken my head a little bit. Yes, well, um, and I I don't know if uh, many of our listeners know this, but when you and I did that first episode, it, we really just planned to uh, to do the one episode, but at the end we kind of chatted and said, well, you know, maybe there's going to be more things here that municipalities are going to want. <laughs> yeah, you're, <laughs> very have... pers- you're very persuasive, Susan. Yeah, I, re- I remember you saying to me, we even before we did the first episode and you said, you know, let's, you know, could, could, do you have time? Can we can we do this uh, as a podcast? It's a it's a, you know, an important topic. I think people want to understand this new legislation. And, and, and I said, sure. And, and, and you're right. After we did that, when you said, maybe there'll be a couple things that'll come along, maybe we can, you know, touch base and see if there's something else to talk about. Sure, that sounds like a great idea. Happy to do it. And, and who knew it would turn into a, you know, sort of that, that, that really, for me, important weekly, uh, almost weekly touch point in the early months of, of the pandemic to, to really take stock and, and look around and think about what was going on. Yeah, um, it, uh, it was Im- important for me too. Uh, a good way to uh, ensure that you know we were really looking you know right across the country at the impacts being being felt and uh, how that was you know how that was impacting municipalities and you know what the solutions were some of the solutions and it was in fact nineteen. Uh, weeks in a row that we did it every Friday. We did uh, every Friday morning and. Uh, you know, I don't know if uh, if folks are aware, but I mean, it was a very busy time for you, a busy time for me. And we really, you know, did those uh, surveys and uh, certainly uh, my, my team helped out sometimes in, you know, helping scan some of the, the stories from our from our, our daily uh, municipal news uh, to kind of get a picture of what was happening and what it might mean and find some of the the best practices that were emerging across the country too. We, they, we certainly did look at some of those and, and best practices as well as, you know, some real creative and, and innovative solutions to, to challenges that arose quite quickly. 
Um, I mean, we've talked about, oh boy, we've talked about masks and masks and more masks. And we've talked, <laughs> but we, we've talked about, you know, beaches. Um, certainly we've talked about, you know, in, intra-municipal travel. We've talked about, you know, how you, um, you know, you, you sustain business and, and economic development and, and community services. We've talked about, you know, what it, what it looks like to, you know, to have an influx of people into your community while you're still trying to deal with, you know, with these emergency situations. Um, you know, we, a whole variety of things and, and um, you know, how you approach service delivery. Um, you know, it's the importance been a real of public range. Yes. <laughs> yep. Public, public washrooms and, and what that looks like and uh, a whole range of things uh, that have, have been addressed head on by municipalities and, and, you know, and, and municipal staff and municipal elected officials um, have done a, a, such an incredible job uh, over the past year, trying to figure it out, trying to, um, you know, respond to what the community needed um, to, to communicate to the community what, you know, what was expected, what would be helpful. Um, not easy decisions, uh, sometimes incredible budget pressures and financial pressures in a lot of places um, that the work of, of CAOs and, and, uh, and city managers has, has been um, incredible. Um, the time that has needed to be put into to lead uh, municipal organizations and, and work closely with with councils and heads of council, but but also to, you know, keep an administration feeling positive and, and carrying on work even when they were dealing with, you know, the struggles of, you know, perhaps having young children at home and trying to to to, to school, have them engage in school or caring uh, from a distance for aging parents or having a parent or a family member in long term care and worrying about that while you're still trying to perform your your municipal work at a, at a high level in, in a time, you know, of, of critical importance. Um, it, it's been a lot for a lot of people. And I, I, I give a lot of credit to the, the leaders of our municipal organizations for, for staying steady throughout this. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's, uh, I, I think, you know, that's always a, a difficult role we know, but, uh, you know, particularly times like this, we see how critical uh, good leadership is, how critical compassionate leadership is. Um, and, you know, we, you know, we really realize how many of these things, um, you know, uh, I think early on, we, it became clear how many, you know, how much confusion there is in the public about who's responsible for what in terms of government. And uh, it, what a what a bright light has been shone on uh, the work that, that municipalities do, uh, all the services that they deliver, how critical they are to communities, and um, you know what is what has been necessary to keep those things going to make you know to make all those things magically uh, continue to happen. Yes, the the water and the sewers have kept running. Um, waste is, and recycling has, you know, continued to be collected. Um, you know, it's uh, some of those critical things that were not, um, you know, sort of involved with necessarily, you know, the, the public health profiled aspect of the pandemic, but so critically important in their communities. And they just, like you said, magically kept happening. Exactly. And um so thinking back on, you know, um, I mean, we've talked about some of them, but there's, there's, there've been some important lessons that 
certainly we've learned along the way as you know as as these things have you know been examined in the context of a pandemic and how you know how you can do things differently um one of them of course is you know as you said it's is the emergency we didn't see coming so it, it really is highlighted um you know our vulnerability in a lot of ways uh to to something like this epidemiologists of course health uh health officials knew this the, the there was the potential for this and and some in fact believe there was a very good likelihood that this, this was was going to happen but uh, certainly we weren't uh we weren't prepared there there were a few uh, emergency plans that contemplated something like this. Yeah, I think even if municipal emergency plans had, you know, chapters or components with pandemic plans and public health plans, um, an actual event or emergency never unfolds exactly perhaps as you have it um, on paper. But I think this um, this past year has really highlighted the importance of and the need for good robust municipal emergency plans and and um, really training in that area, making sure people understand roles and responsibilities and, and really having um, having something you can set in motion quite quickly while at the same time, you know, being um, being flexible and, and adaptable uh, to what's in front of you. But that um, that that lesson of of keeping your emergency plan up to date, making sure it's, you know, it's something people are are really apprised of, understand how it works. I think that is is something a lot of municipalities will um, will take away as a lesson uh, coming out of this. Absolutely. Um, uh, uh, social uh, equity issues, it's, uh, it, it's really shown how situations like this impact different groups disproportionately. Um, you know, we've, uh, we've had a lot of discussion about um, you know, racism, homelessness, and uh, and and also the the impact on women uh, during this time. For for certain, um, and and some of those things again have really shone a light on on thinking about how we plan and deliver for services. Thinking about uh, about those shelter services, about you know homelessness and uh, and underhoused people, and and what those um, access to those services looks like, and in in what the service itself is. Um, that that framework uh, may change uh, how we how we deal with with long term care and how we deal with people that need uh, assistance with daily living um, and, and, and even to even to things like like transit and transportation uh, and how that gets impacted in a time like this and, and the people that need to rely on those services and make sure that they're safe um, and, and available and, and really um, really thinking about the planning for those things is is so important but you're right about, um, you know, the women. I think I read an article last week um, that talked about the number of women that have left the paid workforce over the course of the pandemic. Um, for some, the pressure of trying to, you know, to to do do a job, uh, a paid job outside the home while caring for young people, while caring for uh, older adults, while caring for yourself, while yeah. um, you know, it, it it's difficult. Um, and, and yeah. really a challenge. And these are some things we're going to have to think about in our, you know, in our society going forward. Yeah, it's, uh, I think, uh, I, I think the number I saw for that was a ratio of 12 to 1. Wow. Uh, 12, 12 to 1 for, um, you know, people leaving the workforce, uh, women uh, leaving the workforce to, uh, to 
for family reasons uh, to care for our family members during this time. Uh, so very disproportionate uh, impact and uh, it will be, you know, uh, interesting to see how that plays out in terms of our economy, in terms of um, uh, jobs and workplace equity in um, the months and years ahead. It will have a ripple impact for a, a fair amount of time, I think. Mm -hmm. The other, um, the other important thing that we've talked about a lot um, is uh, mental health uh, and mental health issues for ourselves, of course, um, our families and our teams, and the impact of um, a, a prolonged state of crisis like this on uh, mental health and how vulnerable we are in that way. Yes, and I'm glad you mentioned that, Susan. I, I I know we we have talked about this. I think our third episode we really focused in on that, and we we rounded back to it um, several times. But it it is so important, and um, you know we've seen the numbers uh, coming out of some of the organizations like the Kids Help Phone, um, you know, like the um, Parents of Children for Mental Health, like um, you know the Canadian Mental Health and other organizations. Just the demand that there is for um, for a need, you know, for people who need resources, who who can use some help. But the pandemic has really highlighted uh, strains people are facing, and uh, and that as a, a community and as a society, um, there's support that can and should be provided, and uh, and the and making sure that focus is there is been important the past year. But I think it's going to be important over the next while, especially as you know the transitions are going to be hard going back to whatever you know our our. I hate to use the word normal, whatever the new normal mm -hmm. is going to look like. Uh, we should make a list of words we don't want to use anymore yeah. coming out of the pandemic. Yes. That reminds me. Um, but <laughs> it's uh, it's a challenge. And, and you know, the, the, the sweeping nature of change has been difficult. And the pressure that people have faced has been difficult. And, you know, you've got people who faced isolation and loneliness and, and, you know, things that have been exacerbated, like certain mental illnesses, addiction issues. Um, it's just, I think we're going to have a societal... Um, you know, follow up and we're going to need to have some really important conversations. I agree. One of the, the, um, the things that stood out for me during this time too is uh, the importance of teams and, um, you know, working together, relying on each other, communication and sharing of information like, you know, you and I have been working to do here and, um, you know, how incredibly powerful uh, that can be, you know, we saw a lot of bipartisan uh, collaboration from our federal and provincial leaders um, across party lines uh, during, um, you know, uh, during uh, the early days of uh, the pandemic uh, when it was especially important, but it continues to be and uh, how, how important that is. It is, and, and the team right from, you know, within your own organization, obviously critically important, but looking um, across sectors, I, I think about the the sharing and, and, and exchange of information and regular contact I've had, for example, with uh, a group, um, the Municipal uh, you know, Lawyer, Law Departments Association of Ontario and the, the other in-house municipal lawyers across the province, and then there was great, um, you know, work done. Well, I'm thinking back to when 
uh, we were we were not going to to court and administrative tribunals in person and those are you know those bodies were trying to figure out how uh, how to work and conversations that were you know that were held with you know plant land use planners and lawyers uh, across the province trying to to help um, you know figure out what these virtual hearings would look like um, all kinds of different types of teamwork but so important that we share information about what what has worked what hasn't um, I think for for every municipality knowing that they aren't alone or, or, or other people are, are facing you know similar type issues and sharing the knowledge of, of how those things have been dealt with what those creative approaches are is is so important absolutely and uh, you know from a from a, a larger societal perspective too I mean we've seen the conflicts that kind of have played out between you know, individualism versus collectivism and, uh, um, you know, and, and the greater, the greater good and doing the things that we need to do uh, to keep those who are most at risk, uh, healthy and safe. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's been very um, reassuring to see so many people do the right thing, and to do so without hesitancy. And, uh, um, to accept that, you know, this is a, a, a wearing a mask, for example, is a is a reasonable is a reasonable requirement uh, uh, for the health and safety of everyone. Well said. Um, one other thing that I I did learn, Jody, is that you know if I have to work on building a playbook for a big challenge, I certainly uh, want you on my team. <laughs> that is <laughs> that is so kind. Um, you know, I I I joke and I, I've joked uh, with other people, but boy, who knew lawyers would be so important in this pandemic? Said almost nobody ever. But really, I mean, it has been um, it, it just. I mean, think about the mask bylaws and the you know the the times we've talked about that and what that looks like and 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 sort of you know the the drafting challenges and and you know as the pandemic unfolded and and across the country new legislation came out regulations came out uh, you know colored zones um you know oh, the zones. threat levels but but trying to take those you know regulations and pieces of legislation and the the legal tools that were put in place and put those you know, a in in a framework and in in a in a in a language and in a in a communication package that made it understandable for councils yes. and for to be able to make decisions within what the the context of of that framework was, but also to communicate that to the public. And I know we, sp I mean, I have spent a lot of time working with our our colleagues, um, you know, in in communication, our communications mm -hmm. group, and in 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 public health to really help make you know, that that legal stuff and those regulations that, you know, people don't always want to read, make them understandable and, and help, you know, help the community understand what those what those rules and requirements were. And uh, um, it, it's uh, it, it really surprised me in terms of the, the nature of this particular emergency and pandemic, um, how how active a role that my department and my team of amazing lawyers and law clerks that I work with played throughout uh, throughout the past year. Well, I can't even say how many times. I mean, it, it seemed that it was always on a Thursday afternoon uh, in Ontario when <laughs> the premier would announce, you know, uh, a new framework. <laughs> 
And uh, I was always uh, so grateful uh, when I said to you, I'm not sure what this means yet. I haven't had a chance to look at it. Like, oh, I'm already building, you know, the report for council. Yeah, yeah. Thir- I got that one. <laughs> I just learned Thursday nights were, were late, late nights. And I, you know, oh. paced my coffee well and planned my self-care so that Thursday nights I could be uh, be working late. So, <laughs> uh, And Friday morning we could be talking about what does it mean? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and, and I mean, Susan, your, your leadership in making sure throughout the pandemic that a lot of important conversations were happening. I mean, you and I talked, you know, we had our, our conversations at our podcast, but this is not by, by far the, 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 the only podcast that, that you and your team have uh, produced and, and presented. And you have talked to people across the country um, and you have ensured um, that perspectives far and wide have been been brought to the table and that there was easy and ready and timely access for everybody who wanted it to all of this important information and um, I think um, the the municipal community from coast to coast owes you and your team at Municipal World a a huge um, a huge thank you uh, for for doing this work and, and making sure we all uh, had access to the the information, had inf- had access to best practices, and had access to perspectives that were different than our own. Um, and I know uh, for me, it's meant a lot, and and I have no doubt for others. And and really want to thank you uh, for that during this time. Thank you so much, Jody. I I I so appreciate that, and uh, I know my team appreciates that uh, that that uh, that thank you as well. It's um you know we. Uh, like you and I in this podcast, we we certainly didn't know what we were uh, what we were getting into exactly when we set out to uh, to to share these stories and and have conversations across the country. But uh, I think it's been I think it's been um, uh, important important work, and uh, it's uh, it's been a profound honor to work through these issues with you over the last year. And um, I hope it's been for the, you know, serve to serve the greater good for local governments uh, during what's been a very uh, challenging time. Certainly, it it continues to be, but um, um, there's still challenges, and we know there's challenges ahead. But they largely involve now doing the hard work of uh, doing what uh, we now know needs to be done. For certain, and this this may be, uh, I understand. The last time you and I sort of speak publicly, uh, we I'm hoping we continue to speak <laughs> privately. But um, you've had some some big announcements uh, the last uh, couple of weeks, and I I did notice you you quietly posted on LinkedIn about your uh, your oh. next chapter and um, uh, you uh, taking a well earned retirement and, and looking at your next steps in your life. And uh, um, it, it has been um, uh, fantastic to have this time with you. Uh, before you decided to do that uh, and take that step. And, uh, and I know you'll be missed uh, very yeah. much and uh, wanted to say that, um, like I said, in this, uh, this, I call this a public forum um, <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and, and say, say, thank you. Um, oh. And yes, there, there is light at the end of the tunnel. You will get a well-earned rest, but there, there's, there's, there's new, there's, there's new, um, new things coming. And, and I mean, you know, just the, the, I mean, we could spend hours just talking about the vaccine uh, rollout and, and that's a different topic, but you're right. We, we know, um, you know, sort of, we, we, we know there's hope, you know, sort of a, a light coming um, 
you know, we've got, um, got hope. Um, our communities hopefully are, are seeing some of that optimism and, uh, and, and challenges ahead for sure. But I think it's, um, it's great that we've been able to look back and see how far we've come uh, and what we've come through over the last year. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very, I'm very optimistic about the, the future for, uh, for communities, you know, looking at, you know, we've also seen some incredible resiliency, right? Uh, incredible resiliency in, um, you know, in the business community and in many cases, being able to make that transition online. Um, there will be challenges. Many municipalities have found opportunities to, you know, there'll be, there'll be some, some interesting shifts and, um, you know, um, you mentioned my, my upcoming retirement from municipal world, uh, that'll be in September. So I, um, you know, I, um, I'll, continue um not from this role of course but from uh from you know uh, perhaps a different role or the sidelines be uh be, be watching with interest as uh as that unfolds and and uh perhaps commenting from time to time too but uh i look forward to that <laughs> and and to, and to to maybe maybe you'll have a book that i can read perhaps. i'll plant that seed with you now perhaps that's in the future <laughs> Uh, well, um, uh, I want to thank you, Jody, and I want to thank everybody uh, who's shown uh, such tremendous support for us, uh, people listening in and uh, commenting uh, on this series and, and sharing it uh, online. Uh, this series is coming to an end now, but certainly um, it doesn't close the door for you and I to, um, you know, to, to have future conversations. If something uh, comes up, we can do an episode of MW Shares and we'll do that uh, to, uh, to talk about things uh, um, when, when the opportunity arises. But uh, this has been fantastic and I just cannot say thank you enough for, uh, for, for stepping up to this challenge and uh, uh, doing this over the past year. You're certainly welcome, and, and likewise, I give you my thanks at uh, at inviting me and having the conversations with me, and uh, I look forward to speaking with you again one day. Okay. Be well. Be well. Take care. Thank Bye. you. I want to thank Jody Johnson for taking the time to sit down and chat with us, and thank you for listening. If you found the information in today's episode useful, we hope you'll please drop us a note to let us know, or give us a shout on Twitter, at Municipal World. Until next time... I'm Susan Gardner. This is MW Shares. Please stay healthy, stay safe.